Amen. Now that Brother West is done picking on me. Uh, if you got your Bible tonight, turn to the book of Acts chapter number 5, if you will. Acts chapter number 5. Yeah, I'm going to read through several verses. I'll try not to keep you real long. I know some of you's got work tomorrow and things like that. And some of you drove a pretty good ways to get here. And uh, I appreciate that. Man, it means a lot. Uh, so Acts chapter 5. Uh, verse 32 through 39, if you found your place, say amen. 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 I'm going to move this mic up just a little bit as I keep hitting it. Amen. Acts chapter 5, verse 32 through verse number 39. The Bible said this, And we are His witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people, and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. And said to them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what ye intend to do as touching these men. The Bible said, For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up, Judas of Galilee, in the days of the taxi, and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. So they were spread out as well. Bible said in verse 38, And now I say unto you, Refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it'll come to naught. Like this verse right here. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. I just lost my place. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest happily you be found to fight against God. So we've been studying here in the book of Acts for a pretty good while now on Wednesday nights. And in our last study, we've been talking about how that it was God who was with the apostles here in our text. Just like tonight He's with you and me. Amen. If you're saved, if you're born again tonight, the Lord said, He'll never forsake you and He'll never leave you. Ain't you glad for that tonight? Amen. If you're saved tonight, Jesus Christ will not uh, ever take away His salvation. Ain't that a blessing? We can't lose it. We can't fall from it. And I'm glad of that tonight. Amen. Uh, I'm glad tonight we can't walk out of the Father's hand. The Bible said that He had made it the waters in His hand. So every bit of water on the earth has been in the hand of our God. So you start walking one way and see how far you can walk out of His hand. You can't do it. It can't be done. Why, preacher? Because salvation is not ours to lose. Amen. Uh, if we have things, we lose things, don't we? Now, if salvation was ours to keep, we could lose it. But I'm glad that it's God's to keep, aren't you? So we say tonight that God was with the apostles. And it was in our last studies as well that we've been talking about how that as the apostles have been trying to teach and preach and tell the world about Jesus, that the religious rulers had them thrown in jail. 
But I'm glad tonight that even when they were thrown in jail and this dark and dreary jail cell, there was somebody with them. Uh, the same God that's with us tonight was with them in a jail cell. And I'm glad that it's God with us tonight. And you say, preacher, maybe you're having a dark time in your life tonight. I don't know where you're at. I don't know your problems. Amen. And, and, but I do know this. There's a God who is with you in the problems. There's a God who will not leave you nor forsake you in the problem. Now, that is what the apostles done tonight is they carried on for Christ no matter if they were in a jail cell and no matter who tried to stop them tonight. And so they just kept going on for Christ. Now, they had the God with them who would open up the jail cell and they had with them the same God we have. Now, we saw the faith of the apostles tonight as well as they kept going on for Christ. And we see what it is that they said to these rulers tonight uh, when they had been let out, of, let out of jail by the angel of the Lord that was with them and when they were again threatened by the uh, rulers tonight to stop preaching in the synagogue. Look, we saw what they said in verse 29. The Bible said, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Now, they didn't care if the president was present at this time. They said, we are not going to listen to you. We are going to obey God rather than men. What they're saying tonight is they were going to do what God had called them to do. Now, may I say to you tonight that you and I need to do what God has called us to do. Well, preacher, what has he done? What has he called me to? Well, one thing that he said was let us not forsake the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Uh, the other one said, exhort ye one another as ye see the day approaching. So God has called us all to do something tonight. And it was these religious rulers of those days that had a lot of, of a lot of authority over the people that time. But even when the authority that's over us tonight would ever want you and I to stop coming to church and ever want you and I to stop preaching about Jesus, we need to do what the apostles done and say that we are going to obey God rather than men. The world wants you to think that abortion's okay. Well, what are we to do? We'd rather obey God than men, correct? The world wants us to think that it's all right for two men and two women to get married. But God said it's an abomination. Who are we going to go with? We're going to go with the world or are we going to go with God? So it's God that we should fear tonight and not man, right? And don't get me wrong, we should have respect for people of the world. We should. We should love them. And I guess you could say this, well, uh, Hate the sin and love the sinner. Amen? And we ought to tonight. But it's when the people of the world have no respect for God that we're not to obey them, but we're to obey the Lord. So I don't know about you. I will not answer to man one day, but I will stand and give an account to God of everything that I've done for Him down here. If you're saved, we'll answer for that. So we'll answer for all the times that we've got our family in church. God will say, well done. We'll answer for the times that we have caused them to not go to church. Amen. So we'll not answer to man for that. We'll answer to God for that. Alright, so it was the nation of this time and in this day that was going crazy. That the apostles said, go ahead and let the world go nuts. And let them go ahead and uh, tell us not to teach in the name of Jesus. But we're going to obey God 
rather than man. May I say to you tonight, that's what we need to do. Boy, our country and our nation just needs to get back to where it will obey God. So we read verse 29. We read verse 30. The Bible said this. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Now, not only did they not stop teaching in the name of Christ, they told these religious rulers tonight that they were guilty for shedding the blood of Jesus Christ themselves. Now, I can just hear the rulers now as they're probably asking the question, and maybe they're saying, you must have some nerve to put the blood of Christ on our hands. But His blood was already on their hands because he hung, they hung Him on the cross. They were part of the crowd that cried out, crucify Him, crucify Him. They were there and they said, hang this man and let Barabbas go. The reason that they're guilty tonight and the reason that folks are guilty tonight is because the Bible said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody in the world has sinned. All are sinners. Preacher, what is sin tonight? Sin is the wrong you've done in your life. The Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, it's Jesus though who took our judgment and He nailed it to the cross. Ain't you glad of that tonight? He took what you and I deserve tonight. So we see they were guilty. And so is the people of this world tonight. Friend, they told the rulers that, and then they told them this in verse 31. The Bible said, Him hath God exalted with His right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. So not only did they teach and preach that Christ is still alive, the apostles taught that He had come to be the prince tonight. Amen. And they told Him that He had come to be the Savior of the world. But first of all, Jesus Christ came for the Jew and then He came to the Gentile. All because the Jews rejected Him. Hey, salvation is now brought to you and I, Gentile dogs. Ain't you glad tonight? We didn't deserve it, but it came to us anyhow. Friend, that's the best gift we could ever receive in this life is being saved. Well, we saw this in our last study, but let's skip back to the Word of God tonight. See if God will help us. Let's read verse 32. The Bible said, And we are His witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. Now, here they are tonight. They are still yet talking about Jesus. And they're now telling these rulers tonight that they are witnesses of these things. And not only witnesses, but notice the Bible said, we are His witnesses of these things. So here's what they're talking about tonight. They're talking about how that they had witnessed Jesus' arrest, they had seen His trial, and they had witnessed Jesus Christ as He died and bled for all the world on the cross. So they had witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Not only this tonight, they saw Jesus as He was laid in a borrowed tomb. I'm glad it was a borrowed tomb. He wasn't going to need it for very long. Amen. So as a borrowed tomb, they saw Him again as He left in the cloud. As He ascended up to the right hand of God. And one of these days, He's going to come back in a cloud. And He's coming to get His bride. Oh, what a day that's going to be. So they had the evidence that Jesus is the Christ and the Messiah of the world. They saw Him. They knew that it was Jesus 
who is the Savior for sinners tonight. Amen. He's still the Savior. Amen. And He's still that Savior. And if you've never been saved, I'll just tell you this. He can save you tonight. Amen. If God is dealing with your heart, you can be saved tonight. And we don't have to go down to the river to do that. All you've got to do is repent and call upon the name of Jesus and you're saved. Amen. By grace, through faith, you repent of your sin, you turn from sin and turn to Christ. Well, He's still the Savior. Amen. The apostles also knew tonight that Jesus was the one in which the Jews had been waiting for. And they are only trying to proclaim tonight that the Jews didn't have to look for Him to come anymore. That's what the apostles were doing. Because He had already come, alright, to be the Prince of Peace. They're witnesses that He had come. Uh, so not only did they see this, they've been with Jesus through the years of His earthly ministry. They're over in the book of Matthew. Uh, they had walked and talked with Jesus 40 days after He arose from the grave. And then they witnessed Jesus as He went to heaven to be exalted on the right hand of God. The Bible said in John 15, 26 through 27, But when the Comforters come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. There he is witnessing. And the Bible said, And ye also shall bear witness, because ye've been with me from the beginning. He's talking to his disciples there. So the Holy Spirit of God did witness of the glory of Jesus Christ through the ministry and the miracles of these men we've been looking at in the book of Acts tonight. All right? And who remembers the lame man that got healed when the apostles walked by? Amen. They saw him and he got healed. That was all the Holy Ghost of God witnessing of the glory of Christ in the Word of God. So, that was all done by the Spirit of God. Now, tonight it was done in this infant church. And it's still yet the Holy Spirit of God that is witnessing in our day and in our time. And you know what amazes me tonight? Is that God would allow you and me to just have a little piece of the work He wants to get done. Ain't that amazing? He's witnessing tonight through you and me. How's that, preacher? The Holy Ghost of God is inside of us that are saved. He lives in here. And He's witnessing to the people in our day through the people of God. And it's His Spirit that all of us have that obey Him. The Bible says in the latter part of the verse. And so it's also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey Him. So obey Him in what tonight? What's this talking about? That's when we obey Him in the call to salvation. Amen. That's when we repent of our sin and we turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's folks that have said they've gotten saved, but they never remember a time in their life where they had a change of heart. It's God that will change your heart when you truly get born again. There's people who said they got saved, never repented of their sin, never said they were sorry for what they've done in their life. I worry about that. Amen, I really do. The Bible said repent. Amen, turn from your ways and turn to Christ. So we see the Holy Spirit of God's witnessing tonight through His church, His saved people. And what these apostles were getting at tonight was that the Jews had crucified the Lord of glory. That prophet in which Moses had talked about, who David talked about, who Abraham had spoken about, uh, had come and that these rulers and these people had killed Him and the blood was on their hands. And the only possible way for them to get forgiveness was to repent and come to Christ by grace through faith. 
What do you mean, preacher? They had to believe the gospel. They had to accept Jesus' death, His burial, and His resurrection. And it was the apostles, as they're talking here tonight, they're letting these rulers know there's still yet time for them to get right in their lives. If they fall on their knees and call the Lord, this is one of the last chances, one of the last chances in the Word of God they would get. It was this Sanhedrin council tonight that would have to reverse its rejection of Christ if they were going to come to Him. Alright, so another thing that I don't want you to miss tonight either is this. Was that now God's message to Israel has now been passed into new hands. See, at first it was this Sanhedrin council. And they believed in God. But now the message has changed. Jesus has rose from the grave. He's ascended to the right hand of God. So it's no longer in the custody of this council in our text. It's in the hands of the church. And no longer was the nation of Israel where the message of the gospel had come from, but it was the church. And I say to you tonight, that's where the gospel is supposed to come out of tonight, is the church. Amen. So these men were proclaiming the gospel. Those Jews could be blessed if they if they'd get saved, if they believe what the apostles were laying down. Let's look at something else. Read verse 33. The Bible said this. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. So these men and this council had heard the gospel message. Now I'm going to slow down. And we see that they were now cut to the heart. Which means that their hearts are now being cut asunder. And that's what happens when the gospel is preached. I remember sitting on the back pew when I was a boy at 23 years old, I think somewhere around there my heart began to be prayed. And God took that heart. And I felt the guilt of my sin. And He drew me to an altar. And He saved me. See, this counsel's now pricked in their heart. At that point that God shows a person they're lost and that they're going to hell, that's when their heart is torn. Amen, if you will. Because they realize the guilt and the shame in their lives. I know this is elementary, but we're going to get through it together tonight. Amen? And that's when they realize that they need to be saved. Now, when a person realizes that they're lost and all the sin wrong they've done in their lives is against God, then that's when they can have that fruit that John the Baptist said, bring your fruit that's meat for repentance. Alright? There's no other way. Amen? There's only one way. So that's when they can call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's when they can be saved. Alright, so it's not by baptism tonight. I'll make that clear. Uh, baptism does not wash your sins away. There's a lot of beliefs in our day and time that do not line up with the Word of God. Baptizing does not save you. But oh friend, I'll tell you something that will wash you whiter than snow and it ain't water. It's the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, it's when you call on Christ by grace by His grace, that undeserved kindness, and you put your faith in Him, He'll save you. Amen. So we see they're cut to the heart, and then we see what they've done, as so many do in our day. There were many being cut to the heart in our day because God's wanting them to do something. You know, preachers will preach on doing more for Christ, and they'll be cut to their heart, and they'll do what they've done here in our text. They'll say, no, God, I'm not going to do that. And... Uh, then they get mad, amen, and they begin to 
uh, hurt their family. I've seen it time and time and time again. But the thing this council done was they got mad. And instead of repenting and getting right with God, they now, now, they now take counsel to kill these men in our text. Now you take yourself for just a second and put yourself in these men work. They've been locked up twice for preaching the gospel of Christ. They have been mocked, made fun of, said these are unlearned men. Y'all remember that? These men don't know anything. And now, here they are before this council. And they said, well, let's just kill them. Let's just, let's just go ahead and kill them. God was with them through every trial that they had. And He's with them tonight as well. And I don't want to ruin, ruin it so we're not going to look at the outcome yet. So, it's still the grace of God that saves. Now, they now want to kill these men. And before I move on, I want to say this. If God is wanting you to do something in your life, you might want to step out and do it. I mean, I remember when God was calling me to preach, I about drove my family miserable because that was the hatefulest thing that you ever saw in your life. I was mad at the world and I thought the world hated me. Amen. And then uh, after driving my wife nuts, finally answered the call to preach. But anyway, so if God's wanting you to get saved, just get saved. I tell you what, I've heard people sit there and God's trying to save them for years. Amen. But look, if God's wanting you to be saved, just just get in. Amen. It'd be a whole lot easier on you and everybody else. But anyhow, here in our text, they fell under conviction, but they wouldn't get right. So murder was their alternative for it all tonight uh, to take care of the problem. And if they'd done that, they'd be bringing more guilt than they already had upon their hands to start with. So what had just happened tonight was that the nation of Israel had gotten one more chance to get right. They would not listen tonight. And the thing that's amazing is the same God that was with these apostles in the jail cell was with these apostles now. Look what happens next. The Bible says in verse 34. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. Now, it's amazing what God was doing with these men in our text. And it's amazing how that God protected them. Look at this. According to history, now we can take history with a grain of salt. I understand that. But this man named Gamaliel was the grandson of Heliel in those days. Now this man named Heliel, according to history, was over the Sanhedrin council during the reign of Tiberius. And it was his son that succeeded the same office. He was murdered during the siege of Jerusalem under Titus in about AD 70. So it was the Apostle Paul who tells us of this fact tonight uh, that he studied under this man named Gamaliel. Look, the Bible said in Acts 22 and 3, I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward God as ye all are this day. So what Paul was saying is before I got saved, this man named Gamaliel taught me all about the law. Alright? So Gamaliel taught many people and we see that what he taught, he taught the law and he stood by the law. Alright? So we see that it was this man who would have been held in high regard by this Sanhedrin council at this time. Now keep in mind tonight, now we're getting to the good stuff. So keep in mind tonight, they are they have been thrown in jail. They've been mocked and made fun of. They're getting ready that uh, these men now want to have them killed for preaching the gospel of Christ. Now they might not have knew what to do, but God is working it all out. 
So what is going on tonight is God is protecting these people. He's doing that in our text by one who they might not have ever thought of. He does that the same way with you and me tonight. The Bible still says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So it's Christ who had a purpose for this people in our text. And if you're living tonight, God has a purpose for you in this world tonight. Amen. He lets you have breath for a reason. So, or else we'd be in heaven with Him. All right. But He's left you and I for a purpose. He did the apostles. And time after time, we've seen that He delivered them in their time of trouble. And friend, aren't you glad that time after time tonight, He's delivered you and He's delivered me when we thought that there was no way out of trouble. He's come through time and time again. Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that we're not alone uh, through this. Life, amen. Even though we live in a day of trouble, I know that. I'm glad it's Jesus that's with us every step of the way. The Bible said in Psalm 46 and verse number one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. There's not a time that we can't call upon Him, there's not a time that I've ever needed something that He's not being there, there's not a time that He's ever left me. Ain't you glad tonight that no matter what you go through, right there He is. That's God. Now when you and I find that trouble is present, we're like the apostles that we're reading about in our text. We see the presence of God most of the time. And so if you're having trouble in your life, don't look to men, look to Jesus. Alright? So, He's waiting for you. So even though this man named Gamaliel, he's a big Christ rejecter himself, and just like the rest of this council, God is still yet using this bad man in our text for the apostles good. Ain't it amazing how that God can take a bad thing and turn it into a good thing? Ain't that amazing tonight? So it was all because of this man God was using this time. The apostles are going to get the chance to live. They're going to get the chance to spread the gospel of Christ again. Let's read another verse tonight. Verse 35. I was said, and send them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves. What you intend to do is touching these men. So Gamaliel's saying you better think about what you're getting ready to do to these men in our text. All right, we see that. All right, now let's read verse 36 and verse 37. And we'll get a little farther before we stop. The Bible said, uh, For before these days rose up Thutis, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who was slain and all... As many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. So, what he's saying, what Gamaliel's standing saying in a nutshell tonight, is that if what these apostles are saying is not true, then God's going to strike them dead and He's going to disperse the people that have followed them. That's what He's saying. So He names Thutis first of all. We see He boasted Himself to be somebody. Basically, He said, you follow me and everything's going to be alright and we'll start a new religion. He said, hey, I'm somebody big. Amen. What does the Bible say about pride? Pride goes before destruction and haughty spirit before a fall. So here's this man standing up. I don't know what he is teaching, but I know it didn't come from God. And so this religion that he might have been teaching was destroyed by God. All right? Now while we're on this tonight, I'm going to say this. There's many people following after man in our day. And we have to be careful with that. Man will lead you astray. 
But the Word of God will not. I, I don't care. Uh, if it, Look, uh, my pastor has told me this in time past. And I, he sat down with me and showed me things in the Bible. And he said, I don't want you to take my word for nothing. Let's see what God has to say. That's what we need to do. right? We don't need to follow after man. We need to follow after God. So then we see this man named Judas as well. Now what Judas done tonight is he got a crowd following him. And what he believed in the word of God as well. It came to perish as well because it was not the doctrine of God. I want to read two more verses. I'm going to hush tonight. I promise. Look at this. The Bible said this, verse 38 through 39. And now I say that you refrain from these men and let them alone. God is working this thing out for their good through a man who rejected Christ. Now that's amazing. Can God take something evil and use it for good in your life? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Look at this. The Bible said this, and now I say to you, refrain from these men, let them alone. For this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it. Lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. What verses tonight? These leaders believed in God. This Sanhedrin council, these Pharisees, these Sadducees, they believed in God. They did not believe in Christ. All right, they didn't believe that Christ was the Messiah, but they were smart enough in our text not to mess with God. Amen. So if what the apostles were teaching was of God, you and I know that it was and that it is. And even though the devil tried to stop the gospel in many ways in our text tonight, it's still yet carrying on in our day and in our time tonight. And the reason is tonight is because the gospel did not come from man, but it came from God. Hey, ain't you glad tonight that we are not set in a place of worshiping something that come out of a man? We are worshiping a virgin bird. His name was Jesus. Jesus Christ, He came and He died and He lives tonight. You and I ain't worse than something that's going to stop. It's going to carry on till the end of time until Christ calls us home. Hey, it's the words that are found in this book, our King James Bible tonight, that are going to last forever and so will the doctrine that is found within the pages of this book. What's the doctrine, preacher? The death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, the world don't like hear that. But I'm telling you tonight it's going to carry on despite what the president says. It's going to carry on despite what the government says. It will carry on and it will stand the test of time. The Bible said in Matthew 24, 35 Jesus said heaven and earth shall pass away but my works shall not pass away. Hey it was by his word that we're saved tonight and I'm glad hallelujah that his word is the same yesterday, today and forever. You know what that means my salvation is just as good as the day that he gave it to me that it is tonight the world can take your salvation away praise God it's good to be saved amen so it's going to be saved from the guttermost to the uttermost I'm glad he can take the vilest most awful sinner to us and save their soul and use him for something good what a blessing that it is. Folks sitting in jail cells tonight, for whatever reason, Christ can come into their heart and into their life. Save them. And maybe call them to preach in a jail cell. I don't know tonight. But He can use them. It's going to be safe. Hey, if you're here tonight, if you're lost, Jesus' help is still stretched out tonight. He said, My word shall not pass away. 
Amen. You know what that means? That means tonight that we are living in the day of grace. Age of grace. That means tonight, while you and I are still here, we ain't been raptured out yet. He's still got enough grace to save you. He's still got enough mercy to save that one that you've been praying for. He's still got that grace tonight. Amen. His Word will last. Salvation will last. And if you've trusted Him for salvation, your salvation will stand the test of time. It sure is good to be saved. I'm glad tonight we're on the done one side. Ain't you? It's already been fought. Already been won. Hey, he's done bruised his head. Hey man, listen, I don't have to worry. When I lay my head on my pillow at night, I can sleep soundly, Brother Wes, because I know that if I don't wake up in the morning, then I'll be with Jesus. Amen. If you've got that hope tonight, why don't you just say amen? amen. It only comes from God tonight. Amen. Listen, if you don't have that hope, then why don't you get it right tonight? You say, well, preacher, you don't understand what I've done. It doesn't matter what you've done. Preacher, you don't understand where I'm at. It does not matter where you're at. But preacher, you just don't understand the person that I've been. It doesn't matter. Jesus knows. And He paid for your sin on the old rugged cross. And all you've got to do is come to Him. Repent of your sin. Turn to Christ by grace through faith. And He'll save you tonight. And then you know what will happen. All that wrong you've done will disappear in God's eyes. You know what? Tonight we stand justified. Us that are saved before a thrice holy God. The apostles had somebody with them each and every step of the way. They were put in jail. I mean, made fun of here they are, these men want to kill them. And Gamaliel, this Christ rejecter, says, well, wait just a minute. Let's not do that. And guess what they're going to do next? They're going to go preach again. Amen. They're going to rear back and let her fly for the glory of God. Friend, I want to ask you this. If you were to die tonight, it could happen. It could happen. In the, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to be real. It could happen on the highway Going to the house. If you were to die tonight, where would you go? You say, preacher, I'd be in hell. Well, guess what? Jesus Christ's hand is stretched out still. And when He died on the cross and said, Father, forgive me, for they know not what they do. He had you on His mind. And then, when you come and accept Christ by grace through faith, you're saved forever. It's done. Amen. The gospel's never stopped. Why? Because it wasn't of man, but it was of God. Amen. But the sad thing is, those men in our text never figured it out. But if you're lost tonight, I sure hope you do. Amen. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed tonight.